PYHD listeners, it's Cameron, and I am letting you know that Rhea and I will be in New York this Friday, October 9th, for a show at the Gramercy Theater. That's this Friday, October 9th. And hey, maybe you don't live in New York. Well, we will also be in Portland, Oregon on October 16th at Mississippi Studios and in Seattle on October 17th at the Neptune Theater. And October 17th just happens to be my birthday. So come spend my birthday or my pre-birthday with me in Portland, Seattle, or New York. We will see you there. Ticket info and everything else at CameronEsposito.com slash shows. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UTV. Put your hands together. 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 Tuesday, buddies. Good to see you guys. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm your host. There's a bunch of also amazing comics back, and they can hear you. Let's hear it for those people. And keep it going for me. And also my co-host, Ms. Rhea Butcher, who's going to come out right now. Oh, hello. Hello. I made them do three claps. Yeah, three claps. Right in the row. But they all, they didn't, there wasn't even, not anybody, not anybody. What are you having? What is it? No. Oh, wow. Don't, no, I don't. But what? What if I did? I just mean, no, I don't mean. Oh, yeah, what, sure. Give me what, one that would no, be, no, there's I'm nothing weirder <laughs> that a comic could eat on stage <laughs> than open pot stickers. I mean, it's, it's, I'm fine with you. I just mean, what if, because then the dipping sauce is communal and everything. Um, how are those? Are those good? I'm so glad to hear that. Fantastic. Um, where, where, Yes, yeah. I don't have any other questions, actually. Those are, that's, that's fully, you did it. You nailed it. Uh, did you, what did you do today? I was at a conference at the L.A. Convention Center. You were at a conference at the L.A.? What do you confer? <laughs> art and things. Art and mm. things? Art and things. Yeah. That's one of my favorite the old uh, art box thing stores. Con. Yeah. Art and things. Uh, like, like fine art? Uh, well, we were all there because we are design nerds. Uh-huh. Design nerds. Adobe uh-huh. was hosting. What? Adobe was hosting? Adobe. You know about this. this I do know area. about this. It is um, my area. Because, well, so every lesbian couple has... Well, that's what we are. <laughs> you couldn't tell by every the outerwear. Every lesbian couple has... Uh, right. <laughs> and our faces and the fact that we're currently having it, sex. We're not, but this is a podcast. Right they don't know. <laughs> they don't even know what sounds to... Listen for. <laughs> Gyoza! That's what. Gyoza that's is what, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's. You're giving me the old yeah. pot sticker. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, and the dipping sauce is communal. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I was going to be like, Bad every joke? Lesbian. Yeah, yeah, you just, no, you are. Yes, you are. You know what's so funny? You are. Thank you. But um, I was going to be like, every lesbian couple has like a, but then I knew all the different things that you were going to be, but then I just don't know what the, th- what am I, what's the thing? Because I was going to be like, every lesbian couple has the, 
like designy one that knows about computers. That's you. Then it's like, and also the one that fixes the TV, that's also you. You yes. also do that. Yes. The one that knows how to drive a stick shift, that's you that's me. also. The one that her dad has guns, you. That's me. Motorcycle can ride it. That's you. me. Yep. Knows about the names of cars when she sees them, goes, well, that's a Jetta. That's you. <laughs> Yes, I'm always on the lookout for the very rare and vintage Volkswagen Jetta. You Hard to find out. these days. You gotta keep your eyes peeled. You gotta keep them peeled you for the old Jetta. You in this town because the salt doesn't corrode them so they can right, last forever. So they, that um, 92 Jetta can last for a real long time. Absolutely. But what am I? What's the, what is the meese? Smaller? Yes. <laughs> in terms of height? <laughs> That's Only? you. Yeah. Because we have the same size feet. Uh, we do weigh the same. We, do we weigh always exactly weigh the same. The same. It's, it's stressful small. because you're five inches taller, but I have a lot of self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> we always weigh the same. If I've lost weight, I'm like, I'm always like, look out! And then we go on the scale. You've gotten even thinner. And you only eat peppermint patties. So what is the deal? It's, it's super weird. I don't know. She only eats the most disgusting sugar, disgusting I... macaroni and cheese. But in small amounts. That's how you do it. Ah, so frustrating. I have that I eat a metabolism. lot of very healthy food. Yeah. Is it expensive? Not going to eat it. I only eat cheap food. Yeah. How much does this cost? Ten bucks? No, I'm not eating that. That's too expensive. Well, that's because you're a lifelong vegetarian, so you like you've never had to actually even look at the part of the menu right. that's in the like twenty nine to sixty nine uh, price range. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So usually, my point is usually I just dined at a vending machine right. most of the time. But the one that the restaurant, because you you sat down and yeah, you're like, the oh, you don't have a vegetarian, so I can't eat anything here, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just going to go to the vending machine. I'm going to go grab some, some certs. <laughs> Anybody remember certs? Certs is so much funnier. <laughs> you're the funny one, too. <laughs> Which one am I? Which you're one the, am I? You're the business one. I am the business one. Oh, I'm all business. You are That's all business a all frustrating time. one to be. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I'm the whole reason we're in Los Angeles. Yeah, you are. I'm the whole reason we have any money. <laughs> totally true. Yeah. You are. Yeah. But you do everything else. But yeah, like I built you a nice little uh, box to keep the money in, you know. <laughs> it really is like... <laughs> you are like the husband and the wife, and yeah. then I'm the CEO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, there's no ridiculous. layoffs this year. Oh, you better you better keep your nose to the grindstone. I know. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> what? That got so sexy and you didn't even realize That's it. That's not what I mean. We never make sex jokes, but only accidentally. They thought because because your nose would be near a no. pussy. That's not what I meant. I don't call her parts grindstones. <laughs> she can't even say the word vagina. Certainly no, she doesn't. That would be rude. You had to sit down when you I made that sex down. 
I would so take a knee, but my knees. Cover your own. Yeah. I would take um, a knee, but my knees are in pain from playing too much baseball. Yeah, she's the fucking baseball one. Stupid. I can swim. Yes, you can. I cannot. She can't swim at all. But one time, remember the day that you found it out? Yeah, what did I do? And I didn't realize that I couldn't swim. I was like, oh, I can swim because I've never drowned. So, like to me, that's swimming. What if it's raining? I don't die. What's swimming? Is this swimming? I've been in and out of a pool, and everything was okay. Uh, So I shower. What are you talking about? I like got in the pool, started swimming, and Cameron just goes, "Oh, you can't swim." And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Just going in a it circle. It is true. Yeah, it's very true. You swim like our dog swims, which is like, get me over there! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so close to death, so yeah. close to death, so close to death. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'll just, like, if we were ever shipwrecked, I'll just float up, scoop you. <laughs> We'll survive for a while. Great plan. Until the Japanese find us, put us in a prison camp. (laughs) And this is the plot of the movie Unbroken, which is the most recent movie I've seen. (laughs) And not any way I actually feel about Japanese people, who I'm sure will not be putting us in a camp. It was like 60 years ago. (laughs) Also, sorry about the thing that we did. Us, Americans. Uh, so I can't swim very well. <laughs> and I make politically toned deaf jokes. <laughs> yeah. That is your skill. Oh, uh, shit. Last night, we it was 4 o'clock in the morning. It was we 4 have, o'clock okay, in the morning. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. We live... <laughs> yes, exactly right. We live in the middle apartment. So we have neighbors on both sides, and then we have neighbors front and back. We live in the middle apartment. And crazy shit is always happening in one of these apartments, and never at once. They have no. a system figured out. They have a, they have a time delay. The teenagers that live in front of us yes. pull into the carport and then have Which is a, underneath our bedroom. Which is underneath our bedroom, and then have a conversation on their phone with the top down in their convertible, where they're just like, I don't know, what are you up to? And it's two o'clock in the morning. Through, through the cars. And then I have to go system. down and be like, I'm 30 years old! <laughs> I'm actually 33, but I lie in the night and... <laughs> Say you're younger, which is still way old to them. Yeah, well, that's what it is. <laughs> that's like, how young we have, they are. We literally are. have eighteen-year-old neighbors that live in front, and it's it's four eighteen-year-olds. Babies that, first it's apartment. The first time they've all lived on their own, and so they, they don't understand that because uh, they their dog shits all over the lawn, and we were like, all over hey, the lawn. and also all over all over the everything, and all over the just generally everywhere, the house and everything, like just all over the place. And we were like, hey, you should pick up your dog shit, and they were like, well, actually, you know what? We have a gardener, and we were like, oh, that's not. What that person's job is. No. And in fact, also, like they are probably like just skating by, picking up leaves or like scooting them with a motorized thing that's technically illegal, but you're not gonna prosecute because like they're basically not even making a living wage, and so therefore like you adding your dog's shit that you're just like too lazy to put in your Audi is like probably not the nicest thing you could do. Probably not nice to leave the gardener. Also, he only comes once a week. Yeah. So that means it's a whole week of shit. Yeah. But that poor gentleman is either picking up or slicing into particulates <laughs> that he's then breathing in. Yeah, he just blows but now the he'll shit. He'll get it. He'll get it. He'll get it. Then we have 
One, we have neighbor on this side, he likes to play uh, catch with his dog, and uh, that goes like this. Get the ball! 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 Go get it! (laughs) And then, when she does get the ball, he starts with this. Oh, you got the ball! You got the ball! Girl, you got the ball! Who but who does? You You do! (laughs) And he's so loud. So loud. One time he was walking his dog and uh, she was getting caught in the leash. Uh, And I only know this because what he said was, all right, lift your foot. Lift your foot. No, you're the foot. You're talking a dog. No, your other foot. I feel like we are underselling the major (laughs) part about this neighbor. Sure. I think we can talk about this, right? Mm, probably not. You don't think so? No. You really? Yes. You sure? Well, can I just say it vaguely? You've taken it so far now. <laughs> they don't know him. No, they don't. He took a picture of his penis and he printed it on a printer. <laughs> and then he gave it to our other neighbor. And then our other neighbor showed us. <laughs> the part that you're forgetting is the fact that he used scrapbooking scissors to cut out the picture of his pants. Giving it that added bit of flair. And I'm not and trying to... You're not going to find that on Grinder, I no. guarantee you. Fringer, for sure. Um, I don't mean to make fun of the man, because I'm, I'm sure he's very lonely, but it is a weird thing to know mm-hmm. about somebody. Yes. Especially if they don't know you know. They don't know. Because it's we not know. like it's a digital thing. Like I think if you ta- if you ta- if you sext somebody, if you take a dick pic, there's, in some part of your mind you're like, well, a bunch of people are going to see that. <laughs> but if you're from a time when you take a picture and then you print it, yeah, and then, and then you, then use you cut it and you put like a glue, glue stick on the back, yeah, you slide it onto the mat. I think you're like, well, that's that's, that's safekeeping <laughs> for that. It's yeah. only going there. So it's definitely a weird amount of information. Definitely, no lesbians are going to see this and be very angry. <laughs> <laughs> we were so angry about it too. Oh, that's very, true. Like, we're like, we're like we have to call the police. But we were angry because we're women. Because he women. gave it to men. Right. He gave and it. And men are like, this is hilarious. And we're like, no, it's assault. This You're is like, terrible. <laughs> you do not have to take this. Yeah, men, that's, that's. And they were like, no, we just keep it in little, our junk drawer. Yeah, we, we bring just it out think it's parties. funny. We show friends. <laughs> you don't show friends. You go to that guy's job and you get him fired. <laughs> and this is what happens when you rape a subset of people for eternity. <laughs> yeah. Get very angry. Was oh, that too real? <laughs> So 4 a.m. last night. Oh, it was our final, our third, our third, our third and final neighbor. Our third and final neighbors, because the what the neighbors that got the they're very nice. The dick receivers are very nice. <laughs> the vaginal men, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> they could be butt men. They could be butt. Or I'm just, mouth men. I, sure. I'm just hand men. I didn't mean that they were into. Never mind. <laughs> so, our other neighbor. They clean their car. They're the cleaning their car neighbors. Yes. And boy, do they clean their car. And they clean their car in a carport that is underneath their apartment building that contains at least eight cars under there. And the way that it's so set it's like up, echo the sound chamber. bounces, boom, 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 directly right into, into our, our bedroom ears. window. <laughs> and uh, at 4 o'clock this morning, 
They were vacuuming. With a shop vac. With a shop vac, which is so loud. And also, if you're this lesbian, not that lesbian, an unplaceable sound. <laughs> like a shop vac is something you know what that sounds yeah. like. I was like, you what w- is that noise? You woke up right it's before It's so loud me. like a ship. <laughs> and you're like, is there a helicopter in here? I was like, no, that sounds like a Sears uh, five horsepower shop vac. <laughs> and I don't know why anybody would be using that. At this time of the night, they were. It was I mean, four point five. It was four. Yeah. It was four a.m. So we did what any reasonable person would yes. do, which is that we took turns getting up and yelling out the window, shouting at it, and then telling each other that it was their turn. <laughs> like I got up and I was like, "Oh, come on! It is four! And then I went back to bed and was like, "Your turn." <laughs> but you remember what you said? Uh, do you remember? I, do you remember what I said? Because it was so great. Do you was remember? It? Well, I feel like you should do it because I don't remember it word for word. Okay, I just remember that one sentence you said was, Have some humanity! <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. I did. I remember that now. <laughs> I remember that. You were so mad. I Have was. I was humanity. about to cry. She was bursting into tears. Tears were welling up. Have some humanity! Put the back on a lower setting at least. Do they have settings? They do. Okay. Some of them. It depends. I mean. Anyway, we're exhausted. We're very tired. But still extremely capable at stand-up comedy. So good. Clearly. That's Rio Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. Hey, now we got a, such a fun show tonight. This first comic is an old friend of mine, also an old friend of Rhea's, but I, I, I started doing comedy with this dude in Chicago. I've known him forever, and it is always so fucking fun to have him here. So let's hear it right now for Mr. James Fritz, guys. Give it up for Mr. James Fritz! <laughs> One more time for Cam and Rhea, everyone. Oh, they're so great. Yeah, it's great to be back here, for real. I haven't been here in a while, uh, like over a year. Let's see what's happened. Misery. Lots of misery. Um, I went through the worst breakup I've ever gone through, which as a 37-year-old drunk comedian is really saying something. That is a low bar to limbo under, but we threw our backs out, didn't we, baby? Like, fuck. Like, it destroyed me. I cried so hard I gave myself an eye infection. Which is the worst blues lyric you'll never hear. And also the whitest. I I watched Gone Girl and I was like, she seems nice. Like, she fucking leveled me. So I've been doing a lot of Molly this year to uh, just be happy. Because it ain't going to happen naturally. And uh, the thing about drugs is this. A lot of people where I grew up in Kentucky are like, drug users are selfish. It's a selfish act. I don't. I don't think that's true at all, because I know me, and uh, you have to go to parties, and uh, if you're a social animal in Hollyweird, and uh, you know, and I know me, if I go to your par- party and I don't do drugs, I will just be standing in the corner of your party, judging your playlist, hating you, talking about the police state till four in the morning when you ask me to leave. If I do Molly, if I do Molly, 
I like can focus on the first three sentences that come out of your head and then just grin fuck you the rest of the night while I think how amazing it is to know someone as unique and individual as you. You're an individual. Yeah, you're part of the collective and your soul is bursting into my face and we're hurtling through a rock through on a rock through space sharing time. Like, what even is a party? That's why I do drugs. I do... <laughs> I do drugs so you can have a good time. <laughs> I live in fucking Hollywood, like Santa Monica and Vine. It's horrible. Uh, like everyone knows that here, but back home where I'm from, they believe. I think the biggest lie Hollywood sold the world was that Hollywood itself isn't a major shithole. When I tell people I live in Hollywood back home, they're like, "What's it like? Is it magical?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Sometimes, when the police helicopters get low enough to the ground, the wind from the blades will lift up all the trash and stir it into the air. And if you squint just right as it falls, it almost looks like Christmas. We call that a Hollywood miracle. Fucking, I hate cops everywhere. I hate cops. I mean, thank Thanks for finally getting on board, America. Everyone hates cops now. Where were you my whole life? It's the first time I've been ahead of the zeitgeist in this country on any issue. <laughs> Hating cops. Like, I fucking especially hate them in Hollywood because they're like good look. They look like they're auditioning. Like, I saw two cops like running out of a premiere because they got a call, I assume, from their agent. And they just ran out like in slow-mo, like fucking beautiful. And I don't need that shit. I lived in Chicago 12 years. I want my cops fat with a walrus mustache. I don't want to be like body shamed while I'm being beaten. That seems like too much. And they have to protect and to serve on quotes on the side of their car. It's like, oh, you're being sarcastic. That's great. <laughs> Ironic cops. And, like, and I'm a white guy and I hate cops. I can't imagine being not white. <laughs> well, I, I watch, you know, I have the internet. It doesn't look fun. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> there's a murder, like, every three days and we get to watch it. And uh, it's crazy to me because, like, there's still white people who claim to, like, not get... Why black people are mad and protest. It's like, really? You don't get it? All right. Well, make two black friends or read one book. Do something. How do you not know? Like, fucking 400 years of oppression, we're murdering them in the streets. And you're like, I don't get it. Why are they mad? Well, fucking, are you kidding me? What? White people, no one complains more about nothing than white people. I'm doing it right now about white people. Like, I've... <laughs> I've, like, I've waited tables, I've bartended, I've read the comment cards in comedy clubs in the Midwest. No one complains more about nothing than white people. If we had been slaves for five fucking minutes, we would never shut up about reparations, ever. That would be every brunch conversation until the end of time. Just remember that day? That was awful. Why did they, I want to talk to a manager. We'd have a million, a million talk to the manager march on Washington every summer. <laughs> but make it like a three-day weekend and have fun with it barbecue you know like fucking like they're protesting killer cops white people protested the song cop killer that's what we do we protest songs and movies we don't like like they got that bible movie wrong it wasn't like it is in my noah dreams Man, like fuck you a real fucking problem we get mad when we have to learn a new word <laughs> like when we have to when racism goes away we get mad like i grew up saying it why do i have to I have to change a word in my brain and then it comes out of my... No! 
PC police. Fuck you. Like fucking. <laughs> like I love listening to sports talk and like listening to like when they talk about the Redskins and listening to callers call up and just fear. Like I ain't. It means a lot to me. I don't mean shit. It's a fucking name of a football team. The NFL will be fine if you change the name. Nothing will stop the NFL. I think we've proven that as a nation. They could murder kids at halftime and there'd be people in the stands the next week like, I just gotta support my team. They're going through a real hard time right now ever since they started murdering babies instead of playing songs at halftime. Go Bears. Like fucking nothing will stop it. So change the name. Be fucking nice, you assholes. Because, like, what are they really... Redskins is just a word for a team. It hurts some people's feelings. But what does it mean to you, the Redskins? It doesn't mean shit. It's just the word that you and your father used to scream at a television set together every Sunday instead of ever saying I love you to each other. That's all it is. <laughs> like, they should change the name to the Washington I Love You Sons. And it would be the number one team in the league tomorrow. And the mascot would just be like two grown men hugging. And like the idea of forgiveness and understanding, but I don't know what that looks like because no football fan has ever tried to draw it. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you. Speaking that truth. Man, it's great to see. It's great to see that. It's great to see that. How are you doing? Good. Yeah? Oh, great. Bonus. I'll ask you in a second also. No, it's okay. I, I get it. There's a lot of stuff going on. Don't worry. Don't stress. How are you doing? This person. Yeah? How was your day? It was alright. I had my day off of work, so. Great. Excellent. What do you do when you're working? You serve at CPK in even the, its home state. <laughs> what an honor. <laughs> Pretty fucking rad. That's like working at the Hooters in the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so mean, because this is your job, but it was a funny joke. Um, you have? You've worked at Hooters as well? How was that? <laughs> Are you okay? Was that okay? Well, I had to pay, but... <laughs> yeah. Wait, say it again. What? I had bills. I had bills. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, you're a person. You got bills, I'm sure. Um, were, were people nice to you, generally? Weird? How weird is it? You're approaching a table, and you're like, do you have to steal yourself? Like, this is going to be... Or does everybody kind of chill and in on the joke how what are are you okay I thought somebody basically tried talking to me at another table and seeing a little kid with his iPad zoom in on our asses and try to snap pics with dad well that's the worst thing I've I've heard in a while and I told that Japanese joke earlier <laughs> wow what did you say to that family when the child was zooming in on your ass with an iPad oh, I in the... My manager told me. I was like, your manager? Yeah, I was like, thanks for actually going up and stopping it, but... That did happen? They did go up and stop it? Or they were just like, oh, hilarious story! <laughs> they, they just told you about it? Yeah. <laughs> wow, fuck that place. <laughs> it was in Florida, so... 
Yeah. Well, all right. Um, I actually, I have been, that's the one place I've been to a Hooters is in Florida. So sorry about the iPad. Um, actually, you know, Florida, I feel like it gets a bad rap, but like, is that where you're from? Are you from there? Where are you from? In, inside of Tampa, Florida. Like yeah, great. I just loved the. I've never heard anybody say inside, and it made me so happy. Inside of Chicago is where I'm from. If you were to draw Chicago, it's in there. I love you so much. I really do. I love the way you got. You got a. You're cool. I like you. Um, right. No, I, I've done some shows in Florida, and people will always be like, ugh. That go, um, but the thing about doing it, you can also stop. It's okay. I know that you're like we were chatting earlier, and now you're like maybe I have to yell things out small in a small voice, but you don't have to. Um, I totally got it. Don't worry about it. Would you say you won't stop? Do you know each other? Or are you people that know each other? Sadly. This is your father. Yep. Oh boy. So you're talking over your daughter while she's talking about a terrible work experience she had at Hooters? Holy shit. (laughs) Listen. I'm sure you're a great dad because you got a great daughter. But if you don't mind me saying directly to your face, if your daughter ever tells you a story like that again, is that the first time you heard that story or have you heard it before? before? Okay, no wonder you're mumbling. You're stressed out of your fucking mind. You just heard that story, you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, I didn't know! Later, after you leave the show, do you have other daughters? You have a son and a daughter. How old are you? 19. 19. This is perfect. She's right at that age. So this is what you should say to her. Uh... This is, that's, yo, you're, you should say yo, first of all. <laughs> if you want to talk like a cool dad, you got to start with yo. <laughs> you should be like, listen, uh, your body belongs to you, and I'm sorry that that happened to you. And when I heard that tonight at the show, that really stressed me out because I wish I could protect you. But also, you are a woman, and you can protect yourself. And I want you to know that I believe in you, and whoever did that to you is an asshole. And you should say that to her Woo! later. Is, that would be great. That's like, that's a great dad right there. And I already believe that's what you are because your daughter is rules. So let's hear it for this family right here. You got a cool kid. She's like smart, self-possessed, 19. Not bad, not bad. Churning out the hits at 19 inside of Tampa, Florida. Oh, man. I'm loving this show. This is such a fun show. This next comic, she's visiting from New York. Now, when it is somebody's, when somebody is visiting our fine city, especially from New York, where they think our city is shit, <laughs> we turn it around. And we roll out one of them red carpets that we have in abundance. <laughs> and we'd be super sweet to that comic. Now, this comic, she doesn't need, she doesn't need that. We're just going to give it to her. She's such a great comic. She's got a new album out called Quality Notions. She's hilarious. Let's hear it right now for Jacqueline Novak. Give it up for Jacqueline! Thank you. 
that's nice. I appreciate that. I like, I'll take the nice, you know, you guys being nice to me. I'll take it. You know, even if I don't need it or whatever. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. We'll see. You'll know. Hopefully you won't know. You know what I mean? You won't know if you're doing it for what reasons. Um, hopefully you'll just find yourself spontaneously being nice, but it won't feel like that. Um, that intro really made me think, and I'm going to work through it for the entire time I'm on stage. I feel strange because I'm wearing um, like full Spanx under a jeans and t-shirt outfit. Um, <laughs> Which, like, to me feels like a big trick I'm pulling, you know? Like, no one does it under that. <laughs> so, like, no one would ever, you know what I mean? So then they're going to be like, whoa, your body's so smooth. <laughs> um, and, I mean, there's a problem, though, because they're kind of, like, matte finish, you know what I mean? Um, so the way it hangs, it doesn't, it doesn't hang exactly, like, on skin. It's not quite right. The really weird thing about these is that, like, all I care about is trunk, <laughs> um, like trunk is my issue generally um, so it's like squeezing in the trunk but it's a thong okay <laughs> so because it's sort of like it's really interesting okay because it's not just full it's not just fully just shrinkage it's like it's, it's a weird it feels physically strange because you feel the tension okay but then it's just like the butt is free <laughs> And it's obviously purposeful because it's like, you know, the, the waist will be minimized by the butt flying free. Like, and it feels like, like the Sphinx are just sort of, it's like my waist is telling my butt, like, you go, you do you. <laughs> like, you make me look good. Like, just go out. Like, you just, you be you. Like, you no, know, not even normal underwear, nothing. Like, it's like this, it's really, you know, it's, it's like, we, we, we're going to pull this all the way back, just no, like, no abdomen, you know what I mean? And then like, get out there, you know, like. Um, I just, I don't know, the, the, being in a physical form is, you know, just such, um, such a trip. <laughs> um, it's just hell, it's just hell to just be embodied. Um, I've always really, I, <laughs> um, I, I'm really meant to be a ghost, I just know it. <laughs> And it's like, I've never seen a ghost um, that I know of. Um, there's been a couple times where I thought there was one and it was just like someone on a skateboard moving really slowly. <laughs> and there was a shrub and they just had that motion. It's very rare. Other times I've thought I saw a whole group of ghosts, but it was just one of those flat, you know... I would say escalator, but that literally means lifting. So it's like if an escalator were flat and it was at the airport to help you walk faster. That's the only time you get to feel a little bit like a hovering ghost. Um, and it feels good, like, like on a different like, timeline even, kind of, just by virtue of being on that thing. Like you're literally, like you, oh, the people not on it, like that are getting exercise, like it's like, they're like trapped in linear time and you're kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, I can see you. Like, I can see, I have perspective on your life. You might want to talk to a medium. <laughs> um, God, I would love to just like come through, like 
you know, as a spirit, like just like come through for everyone who's ever met me. Just like butt my way into their sessions, like with a medium. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like just like it's um like they're just like they spell out my full name and like how they how they know me and they're like they still don't remember me. <laughs> like I just like will hang out by a medium's like couch or whatever and wait. That that's got to happen actually to some mediums. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm taking for granted that mediumship is 100% real. <laughs> um, which, you know, you, you, know, go, you, know you, you can interact with this however you want, you know, as a kind of fiction piece, or, you know, you, you'll, you'll do what you do, I guess. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm all, like, trunk, and, um, and I struggle with it. I, like, I read, you know, the, the, the ladies' magazines have the tests that tell you how to buy jeans, and it tells you a fruit you are um, <laughs> and I thought I was an apple because it, that seems to be the case it's like if you carry your weight in your trunk <laughs> um, and it's the pears have the woman's body like that's basically what they tell you it's kind of brutal they're like if you like carry your weight in your hips and like have an hourglass figure they're like if you have a woman's body and then they're like you're a pear and they're like or you're an apple if your shirt hurts <laughs> like then you're an, you're an apple. It's like very... And there's celeries, but they don't talk about them because they don't need the quiz. They know, you know, how to... They just... They really can get into any genes. It's not... I was actually born a celery. <laughs> but I knew I was really an apple. Um, I'm trans vegetable, I guess. Um, not trans vegetabled. Trans vegetable. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I just, I, the thing is, I love to eat. Um, so it's just never going to be that small in this area. It's just never going to be. I love eating. It's like my favorite of the survival-based activities. <laughs> like, I'll breathe, but I don't enjoy it. I don't like the way it feels, just that alive feeling. <laughs> so here I am, having a human experience or whatever. You know, no, thank you. Um, I just, I... Personally, like, the, my current nightmare, it, I've had to take myself out of the pizza game, um, even though I love pizza. In fact, because I love pizza, like, it's just, I can't, um, I can't get it with other people. I have to get it alone or with someone I know truly gets it, because people never order enough. I've literally never once seen anyone order enough pizza. It's, and I don't have the courage to speak up, like to them I'll tell you you know what I mean but I don't have the courage it's like it's a real problem for me because I know that I personally need a minimum of three slices in advance it's not that I it's not okay at the end of the night if I ended up having three it's that in order to enjoy any of it I need to know <laughs> three are mine it's not like all's fair no way all's ends well you know what I'm saying no no I need to know in advance because for me the first slice of pizza is just me noticing that I'm eating pizza <laughs> I'm not really eating it yet, you know? It's not until the, the second slice that, in theory, I could enjoy it. But not if I know that that's my final slice. <laughs> then, then it's just every bite a march towards the end, you know? I, <laughs> I need to know that I have a third slice waiting there for me as a kind of dismount slice. <laughs> like, emotionally. <laughs> in order to enjoy the second slice. Really, for me, the second slice of pizza in a set of three 
is my only opportunity to live in the present in this life. <laughs> so, I really value it. Um, I uh, sometimes, like, I'll be with a group of friends and, so, you know, there'll be a pizza, like, on a coffee table, like a box of it, and I won't know if there's any pizza left in there. I hate that. <laughs> I always feel afraid to lean over and lift up the lid, you know, just because, like, if it's empty, everyone knows I wanted more. Um, <laughs> and it's like, normally I'm like a card counter, like, I know exactly who's had what. <laughs> and can carry on conversation and still be aware that, like, that rat Steve is on his third slice and he's skipping his crusts. But occasionally, you know, someone has a death in the family they want to talk about over here, and you have to give eye contact. You can lose track, and it's just... <laughs> it's so stressful, but I go for it. I lift it up, and what I do now, I have a little uh, fail-safe kind of, like, plan ready, which is, if it's empty, I just go, oh, I wasn't looking for another slice. <laughs> Try to look casual through dance moves. Um... And I'm like, I just say like, oh, I was looking to see if there was one of those little white plastic support structures that keeps the, the lid from touching the cheese because I, I tell them I like to take those home and put them in my garbage dollhouse. Because um, I'd rather have my friends think that I'm a food trash artist and hoarder than still hungry. <laughs> all right, that's all for me. Thanks so much, guys. Jacqueline Novak, you guys, let her hear it. I've employed many of those pizza strategies myself. I was raised vegetarian in the 80s, so pizza was like the only food that I could basically eat. Because it was in the Midwest, so we had no salads whatsoever. The salad was basically like what was left over when you were done mowing your lawn. We are like, oh, you don't eat that. <laughs> Where's the bread? And when I, my mom decided when, we were, when I was... Uh, six or seven years old, that we weren't going to eat cheese anymore, which was devastating <laughs> to a pizza kid. <laughs> it was the worst. And at my school, the only food that they sold at my elementary school, I went to an all-girls elementary school, which was great. <laughs> uh, they, the only food that they sold to us was pizza. So we only had pizza day, and I would go to school with like containers of tofu, to eat in school, which I loved, but at the same time felt so shameful about because <laughs> I was eating like a white cube of, I don't even know. Like at the time I was like, I'll eat that. I had no idea what tofu was at all. Like I thought it was the same stuff our like building blocks were made out of. <laughs> Seems right. Seems right. So when I was a kid at this school and it was, you know, those little dishes that they serve like fries in at like a football game or something like the tiny, tiny solo brand, tiny, tiny little boat. That's what the pizza was served in for some reason. Not a plate. Don't know why. It was an all girls school. They were like, oh, their tiny hands can't hold a plate. That's probably what it was. But I would get one of those, probably out of the trash, because I didn't mind, uh, and I would grab a little boat, and I would go around to everybody and ask for their crusts. <laughs> so I was basically like, crumbs for the poor. Crusts for the poor, please. It was a very sad time. 
Um, oh, I forgot to mention Jacqueline Novak has a show at the Virgil at 9 p.m. this Friday, so you guys should go check that out, right? Yeah, awesome. Awesome, we'll keep the show right on rolling. This next comic is a friend of the show. We love it every time he comes by. He has a fantastic podcast called Don't Ever Change. You guys give it up for John Roy. Ah, good to be back. Uh, it's just good to be here, too. I love it. I, I've been on the road. I did Florida and Oklahoma and Kansas in a row. So it's just been like red states after red states. So it's just good to get like right off the plane and like go immediately to a show in Hollywood hosted by a lesbian couple in a black box theater full of improv students. Like It's just like jumping directly into a pool of California. Like, oh, oh goodbye, Wichita. You know, it's just good. Just cultural refreshment. Uh, I live uh, close by here. Uh, I live, uh, I'm not really sure where I live uh, neighborhood-wise. Because, like, Thai Town and Little Armenia, both signs are in view of my apartment. Like, both those neighborhoods don't really have borders, like a Venn diagram neighborhood that somehow meets in the middle. And I asked somebody where I live, and somebody goes, oh, you live in Los Feliz Adjacent. And I was like, oh, what a horrible name. What a terrible name. How low self-esteem is that name? That's like if your name was I Know Dan. That's how bad that is. <laughs> but I live, uh, I, I live, this, is, this actually will uh, mark the fifth month of me living with my girlfriend. I moved in with my girlfriend, Angela, and it's been awesome. It's been so fun. I love it. Uh, it's just great. And, uh, and, and we're still, we met late in life, so we're still excited that we even have anybody. Like, we're still in that... <laughs> You know, that bubble where you... I make out in bars. That's what I'm trying to say. We make out in bars, and people hate it. They're like, why don't you get a room? And I'm like, why don't you get someone you're excited enough about to make out with in a bar, and then you won't give a shit about me the way I don't give a shit about you. And it's a bar. We're making out in a bar. It's not the Oval Office. It's a bar. You can vomit there. They let you in the next day. Like, come on. Uh, it's, it's fun, though, because uh, we have a lot in common, you know? I think that's why it works. We have a lot in common. And that's what you should go for, honestly. People say it's opposites. No. Have you ever seen two opposites meet? They do not attract. They ruin brunch for everyone at that table. <laughs> but we have a lot in common, and it's such a better life. than Because like, if you saw me, like, the act is more emotionally healthy to do. Because if you saw me when I was single, the whole act was me belly aching about this breakup that hurt. And I'm not a therapist, but I'm pretty sure a good way to get over a breakup is not to go over it again and again, 15 minutes at a time in detail, five shows a week for two years, like a depressed traveling Civil War reenactor. And it was a weird act, too, because half the act was me going, she hurt me so bad, and the other half was me going, I wish I had someone. It was a weird combination of, like, a call for help and a pickup line. It was like a Match.com photo where you can tell them and crying a little bit. And I felt like a dick, too. Because one woman saw that act, and we went on, like, two dates, and then she wanted to get serious, and I didn't go for it. She just didn't have that thing you need to feel, you know? And I felt like an asshole, because it's like I've been up here going, I 
live on a desert island and there's no food. If you could give me just a little bit of food, if you could give me just a little bit of food, and then someone gave me a whole pizza, and I was like, is that olives? I don't like olives. They're salty. I think that you can love people, but I think you can also love things. Uh, I love my phone, if I'm going to be honest about it. That is not a popular opinion to have. But I love my phone, and I think a lot of people here do too, if you really think about it. And I think love is the right word. (laughs) You ever seen anyone hold their phone? People hold their phone like a two-week-old bunny that can't breathe on its own. It's okay, Siri. Alvarado's a hard word to say. <laughs> People love their phone, right? They want it with them at all times. That's how I feel about my girlfriend. If somebody is sitting at a table, their phone is on that table. If they're in bed, nightstand. One arm. That is what they are comfortable with. This is the phone comfort zone. This is it. And if you move that phone, you move that person. They're not cool with it. If you really want to fuck with somebody at a party and you know they're not paying attention, just start moving their phone subtly, like a foot at a time, only when they're not looking, you know, and you just watch. You'll move them around the party. They won't even know why they're doing it. They'll just be like a dog in a cartoon that knows there's a stake somewhere and he's just walking and finally they're in like a corner and by a lamp and it's not even on and you're like, what are you doing over there? They're like, I don't know. I've got my phone though. I know. People want you to be ashamed of loving their phone, too, right? They want you to be ashamed of loving it. Don't let them do that. All the time, people are like, why don't you get your head out of your phone and pay more attention to the people around you? Because they're boring as shit. (laughs) Have you seen the people around me? One of them's you already. This is boring. (laughs) What's happening right now? The people around me will tell dull stories that take place entirely in a Panera. No one in my phone would dream of doing something like that. The people in my phone are fucking killing it right now. They have uploaded every live Led Zeppelin performance ever filmed so I can watch 150 hours of my favorite band whenever I want for free from my pocket. If you even start a boring story now, I want to be like, bow, 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 just so you know what I could be listening to. What kind of a Panera runs out of iced tea? The phone is amazing. Don't feel ashamed of loving it. If you told me when I was 12 that one day there would be a universal knowledge machine that fits in my pocket and solves any argument ever before anyone gets punched, and then you hold it at the sky and it tells you who the rapper is and buys the song for you... I would have blocked off my whole life to do nothing but witness the marvel of the century. Why shouldn't I use it all the time? People go, oh, well, when you're on the internet all the time, it changes you. It gives you less empathy. Okay. Well, the airport makes me a fucking dick. But I'm not driving to Boston. You think when the jetpack comes out, I'm just going to leave it in the corner with the good hand towels? Fuck that. I'm going to Boba Fett my shit to 7-Eleven three times a day. (laughs) Why shouldn't we use a phone all the time? It's incredible. It's so incredible. We're not having a revolution right now. We would be if we weren't distracted by the phone. 
It's the worst it's ever been, and no one's doing shit about it because they're all playing bubble mania and trivia crack. <laughs> the present is worse than they said it was going to be when it was still the future. And we were in high school, and they made us read books about how shitty the future was going to be. So we'd be prepared. We had to read 1984, which said the future will be government surveillance and torture. Then we read another book called Brave New World that said, no, that's not true. The future will be we're slaves, but we won't care because we're eating happy pills. We knew it would be bad, but we, 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 we thought it would be one or the other. <laughs> not both plus the Terminator. <laughs> if it weren't for the phone, we would be pulling Citibank executives out of their headquarters and beheading them in Times Square while Taylor Swift sank shake it off. <laughs> But we're not, because there's Hearthstone and Candy Crush, and you can fuck on Tinder. And I'm John Roy Comic on Twitter. You know. John Roy, you guys, let him hear it. I am mad at my phone for taking away what I perceive to be probably about 10 years of my life doing this. It's right there. It's right there. Or this. Oh, it's in my hand. Got it. Smacking your entire body with your phone. It's perfect. John Roy, everybody. One more time. Awesome. We have two more comics left on the show. Do you have it in your hearts for those two final comics? Yes, you do. This next comic is also a friend of the show. We love it when he comes by. You guys, please give it up for Mike Kaplan. Thank you, everybody. I am your first final comic. Of all of the final comics, I am number one. Coming soon, number two. Uh, everybody on the show is my friend. Uh, and also, I'm going to say this stuff uh, about them. John, uh, here, I think this is what he said. He's like, I just moved in with my girlfriend, and now we make out in bars. How bad is your apartment? Uh, okay, so let's start the podcast recording now. I uh, thought that would be... They probably have a nice place. Uh, did everybody hear that uh, in Cameron and Rhea's opening set that uh, they, I think Rhea only eats peppermint patties? And does everybody know that that's the lesbian character from Peanuts? <laughs> The one that Marcy calls Sir. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Okay, I, uh, I don't know how I, I stand. You know, I don't think about how I stand until I look at a picture of myself standing and then I show it to my girlfriend and say, that's not how I... Is that, am I standing weird in that? And then she says, that's how you always stand. And I'm like, that's not what I asked. <laughs> Do I stand weird always? Technically, that can't be true. If it's always, then it's normal. But just for me. And so, am I? Audio podcast, good. Uh, I, I'm also wearing Spanx under these. So, what if you didn't listen? What if, what if Jacqueline's part wasn't on the podcast? I'm thinking much more about the, I don't know how many people listen that aren't in this room. Do you guys, who here listens to the podcast when they're not in this room? 
Do you guys listen also? Like, will you listen to this one? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now you definitely will. You'll be like, oh boy, I can't wait till the time when I say sure. <laughs> I'll definitely hear me, because it was only one person and me. <laughs> And also that other person, whatever you said. But man, sure, whoever, whoever said sure, really imprinted on my brain. <laughs> you did a good job, everybody. Jacqueline uh, is my friend, and uh, she, says, she said about me once, like a lot of people will say, hey, Mike, your jokes are about words. That's what you do. You talk about words. Your act is about words. And I'm like, you don't have to say so many words about it. But... Uh, <laughs> She says, no, Mike, your act is not about words. It is about a man obsessed with words. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I would use the word obsessed. Okay, I see what you're talking about. Okay, great. Uh, or man. I mean, look, in today's day, the point is gender's a construct. Words are a construct. What's not a construct? Let's just keep moving. So I... Uh, I, whenever I come on this show, I'm like, everybody will hear it. So I can't just do what's going to be on an album. I'll just do worse stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, in the moment. Uh, so, but to, to make everybody feel a different way, I'm going to read you a couple tweets that are good. These are my fave star top tweets. Except for number one, which I can't unlock unless I become a fave star pro. Uh... <laughs> I think that one is a conversation between me and a magician where the magician's like, tell me when to stop, and I'm like, stop now. And then he says, okay, is this... No, 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 stop doing magic now. Uh, on Twitter, that's a lot. So, uh, two thongs up, that's Cisco and Ebert. <laughs> this is just to see how many of these translate to out loud. A cow has four stomachs? That's Gray's anatomy. That, one's involved, that one involves spelling. I, I read you guys a joke that requires spelling for people to listen to at home. Okay. You're your mother is the full name of cellist Yo-Yo Ma. I guess that's one I can do. You say potato. I also say potato. There's no conflict here. That's a potato haiku. They just finished building a new Ikea store near me, and there are a few parts left over that they didn't use, but that's probably fine. <laughs> a good name for a dumb wizard would be Smartledor. <laughs> I call the expiration dates on food spoiler alerts. For example, this mayo has a twist ending you might not enjoy. <laughs> okay, for the, uh, the last segment of my set, I would like to invite out uh, a friend who makes different sounds with his face. Please welcome Sean Fisher, everybody. <laughs> Sean, show the people the kinds of sounds you make with your face. Okie dokie. Yeah. For the people listening at home, Sean used a computer. Um, okay, real quick, can uh, we're, I'm going to do some, you know, freestyle. You know, you know what I'm going like to do. Uh, like every comedy set that I do anywhere ends with freestyle rapping, um, which is basically, it's not going to be like a battle like where you have two people who are like, I hate you, you hate me. Let's take turns rhyming about it. I, uh, any, name, out, name a couple things, anybody. What is it? Chestnuts. Chestnuts. Okay, I thought you said chestnuts. I'm going to use that. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I don't know who that is. Go on. Uh, okay. Battleship. Battleship? Okay. Chestnuts, 
Donald Trump. Battleship. Okay, let me tell you about a guy who's an ass, or you might be able to say he's a rump. Now, can you guess how this one's gonna end? You can be the referee or ump. Everybody, I'm gonna do a thing. I'm gonna do some thing. How many things am I gonna do? Umpteen? Am I gonna do things? Am I gonna keep bumping? Am I gonna keep thumping? Yes, am I gonna keep this pumping? What if I forgot the thing? But I didn't, of course. We're talking about the... I don't want to say his name. It's fine. Uh, so, everybody, you can rattle this. You can try to hit me, but I'm gonna move. Not like in the game Battleship, where you cannot just move. You can drop your anchor, and everybody's like, Okay, I'm gonna hit you and make you sore like a canker. And when you're done, you're not gonna say thank ya. Everybody, okay, what's the last thing? Oh yeah, I remember. Yes, it's nuts. And everybody, I'm uh, three moves ahead of you like I'm playing chess. And you're like, nuts. Chestnuts roasting over an open fire. And you're hoping your desire is for my set not to go higher. But it will be. Wait, no. Now we're gonna switch it up. Okay, I'm gonna now do the beat. Boxing, and this guy over here is gonna do some neat mock singing. Beatbox. Beat singing. Yes, so yes, I thought that he would be bringing real percussion to this discussion, but that's okay. Now I'm over here busting all the words that he is fucking throwing, and this dialect I be showing. Yeah, you know that I'm gonna kill it, y'all. Oh, yeah, Mike, please stall. Just let me go. You're a really nice, smart, able fella. Sean Fisher, my name is Mike Kaplan. Thank you guys. Have a great life until you're dead. Wow, guys, let's hear one more time. Mike and Sean. That was so stressful on every level because I know Mike pretty well and I didn't know whether or not he would be able to achieve that goal that he set for himself <laughs> live in front of you guys. And I think it also helped that he started with a light roast. Just a light roast and then ease into something I don't know whether or not you can do. I was on pins and needles over there. Turned out great. Let's hear more time for Mike. Separately, I happen to know that tomorrow is Mike Kaplan's birthday, and so happy early birthday to Mike Kaplan. Everybody at this show. Oh, wow. I maybe I want to talk to one more person before I bring up the final comment. How are you guys doing? Yes? How was your day? Yes? What a, what a, what a gent you are. You had a splendid day? What did you do today? Oh, amazing. Yeah, sounds like a hell of a day. What do you do for a living? Uh, well, it's an internship. Oh, yep. That's quite splendid. <laughs> what do you, where do you intern? Uh, Comedy Central. Oh, sure. So, like, you started at the bottom at, with Comedy Central. Um, <laughs> how's that going? How long have you been there? Uh, about a week. About a week. Yeah. Well, I, you're seeing the 
biggest stars in comedy tonight, so. It's all gonna be downhill from here, kid. Um, what, are you in school? Or just like, this is your, you're trying to, just, fi- just this is just your life. I love you, that's the best answer I've ever heard. Are you in school? Nah, this is my life. Do, maybe, I don't know if you can, I don't know if the, I don't know if you can answer that. I'm sure you can, right? I don't know. Do they pay you? Yeah, yeah. They pay you to be an intern. So that sounds like it's actually just, you're just actually, you have a job there, almost. It's like it has an end date. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But I still think you should be like, excuse me, but I believe I work here. (laughs) On a short-term basis. (laughs) That this is, in fact, not an internship at all in that it is not free and then just see if they'll take your money away (laughs) okay that's cool what is the end date? Uh, December that is short you have just a couple months in and out better learn everything you need to know better get as close to Amy Schumer as possible (laughs) wow what are you going to do then? man you seem rad you got a great smile bring that smile into meetings laugh at comedians jokes just be like splendid all the time (laughs) comics are gonna fucking love you truly what do you do you're in school what do you what are you studying Uh, you're at cinema makeup school what (laughs) cinema makeup school that's amazing that's a job at a school that you can go there and then you and then they go here it is Shut up. So what can you do? Like uh, beautiful makeups or like like right now, right scary? Now right now we're in beauty, but we did like special effects. Oh, special effects. Great. What could you do to my face? You could do anything to my face? That This is great. I like... Um, cool. Uh, that Because sometimes when people are in school, then you're like, what are you going to do with that? But I feel like this is... You're, like, in the most specific school. Because it even has the... Because if you were just in makeup school, then I'd be like, well, where specifically do you hope to do makeup? But then you're like, well, it's cinema makeup school, so I believe I've already answered your question. So you'll be making... You'll be making, make, you'll be making makeup in the movies, right? Great. I can't wait to see you there. I, uh, you know, these two kids over here, <laughs> stars in their eyes, interning it. This is, it's so boring when people have industry jobs, isn't it? To talk to them, not, but just because it's like, we all fucking get it, man. I know what your job is. Oh, you work at Comedy Central? <laughs> Been there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys practice on each other? Is that how you do makeup? Yeah. Oh, and then you pointed at him. Do you practice on him? Are you guys, are you together? And you go home and then you're like, I learned a thing. (laughs) And you said now you're in like the pretty, the, the, you're in beauty. So what are you doing? What are you doing? You should do beauty makeup on him. Listen, kid. Listen, kid. If you want to make it in this town. If you want to work your way out of that internship, here's what I'm suggesting. 
first of all, number one, men's makeup. Makeup artists tell me this all the time. Men are difficult because they're just like, I don't need anything. And then they have like no moisturizer on and like weird beard stuff. You know what I mean? They have great beards. I don't mean to, but this fucking, no, everybody has great beards. But I just mean men don't know that they need anything and then they like, you, it turns out anybody needs anything to be on camera because uh, our TVs are so good now that everything looks like a crazy fake video game where that person, like if you've ever, have you seen anybody on TV that's not wearing makeup lately? Because it's just like, oh no! There's been an accident! <laughs> but it's just their face. Um... I'm trying to think of like what's the best thing that she could do last day of your Comedy Central internship. What do you think? Is it like a through and through bullet hole? Like and then you're just like, I sacrificed everything for this job. But then you spit out a bullet. Here's what I want you to do. I want you actually to do one side and then spit out a bullet onto the and be like, it's been great working with you. And then leave! Think about it. Let's hear it for those two. They're great. All right, dudes, one final comic. He is a friend of ours. He is a favorite here in Los Angeles. So let's give him our, our he is our final, our final, final comic. So man, definitely, you know, a step up for Mike. Just kidding. Mike was the great, oh, shut up. Um, my point is we love Mr. Will Weldon. Let's hear it now for Will. That's just my life. That was the best answer to any question I've ever heard. Where is that? That guy is going to go so far in life. That's just my life. And it's great because it's either a huge boast or the most depressing statement of reality ever. That's just my life. Or like, that's just my life. What do you expect from me? Uh, you guys fans of the new Pope? Any new Pope heads in the crowd? New pope maniacs here? I was never on board with new Pope. I knew better. The whole, I was never, it was like, new Pope, same as the old Pope. Yeah, right. New Pope. No, people were like, no, he's great. He likes poor people. He believes in global warming. He's the greatest man who ever lived. Those two things we know about him. And people were so on board, just... And people would be like, what about, like, women's rights? And he'd be like, eh, you know. And people would be like, oh, yeah! Dude, the king deflector, this new pope. And then stories about him meeting with Kim Davis. And people were like, how could you? How could you, new pope? We trusted you, and you're going to pull this shit on us. Imagine a pope meeting with a homophobe. What are the odds a pope would be in the presence of a homophobe? 
And then the Pope's office was like, no, he didn't know who she was. She ran up to him on the street and said hello, and that's why. Like, the Pope might as well have never been like, I never touched that bitch. Like, he came out so hot, like, sounded so much like a guy being accused of cheating on his wife. It was nuts the way his office reacted. What? No, she can't. Honey, she talked to me. I don't know her. I think she might have been a work friend or something. And then they leaked a story, and it was like, before the Pope was ambushed by Kim Davis, he met with an openly gay man. Case closed. Like, who? That is the Pope equivalent of the guy who's like, I can't be racist. I work with a black lady. I thought that was the best part of the joke. It got the worst laugh. Dude, popes suck, man. Popes are terrible. They have to be. To be a pope, you must be a weird old virgin who's obsessed with other people's sex lives. That's the requirement. You can't be good with that character trait. No one's going to be like, other than being a creepy weirdo, creepy old virgin who's obsessed with other people's sex lives, he's great. It's just not a conversation that happens ever. And the thing, but this dude, the credit, this guy, it is not fair the credit people give this guy. They're like, oh, the Pope apologized for the church covering up the sexual abuse of children. What a great dude. That's not a great thing to do. That's the bare minimum thing to do. Like, oh my God, the Pope is so great, you guys. He stopped after he ran over a kid repeatedly. The greatest dude ever. Fucking hate the Pope. <laughs> fuck the Pope. That dude has the lowest bar of all time, and he still fucked it up in like three months. That is crazy. So, uh, I'm divorced. Um, <laughs> I am. That's not, I'm not gonna talk about the divorce itself. I do have jokes about it. Don't worry, I'm not doing them tonight. Uh, but don't, I have recovered enough to have written a hilarious five minutes on it. Uh, the part I want to talk about is that if you... Some people would think that my divorce of the people involved in it, I took it the hardest. Those people are incorrect. Because the person who took it the hardest is absolutely the dog we had together. Don't... It's okay. Uh, none of you gave a fuck when I was like, I'm divorced. It was hard on me. But I'm like, it was hard on my dog. And you're like... No, not a thing we care about. <laughs> Fuck you guys and the Pope. What a bunch of popes you're being. <laughs> my dog got the worst anxiety. For real, my dog has horrible anxiety since my ex and I split up. Here's how bad his anxiety has gotten. He started masturbating. Now you might be like, a dog licking himself. That's not weird. Nah, nah. Not that amateur shit. My dog's taking his paw, taking his dick, and putting them together like he's trying to start a fire and not thinking about the consequences of that fire. Like, he just rubs it, and sometimes if he's not on, like, carpet, if he's on, like, a surface without a lot of friction, his rubbing it and the friction causes him to spin around in circles. <laughs> So you like look down and there's just this dick spinning towards you so slowly. Just like his eyes are so big. 
the most haunting spin the bottle ever. And there's so much, you guys. My dog has more dick than I could have possibly imagined. It sticks out so far, like even he is like, man, look at all this dick I got in my body. I had no idea. And because it's going out so far, when it goes back in, sometimes it snags on the tip of the skin cover and rolls it in. So the tip of his dick is just sticking out. Like, I'm not ready to leave the party yet. It just sticks out and hangs there. And I was like, that seems like a weird thing for a dog to have. So I went to the vet and I was like, hey, my dog's dick tip seems to be sticking out. And the vet was like, oh, yeah, you can, like, roll that back in. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you just pinch the skin down and, like, pop it over the top. And something about the way he said pop bothered me. Like, <laughs> pop it. Like, it was like a hip. Pinch it. Pull it. Pop it. Like, I didn't like that he had sort of zeitgeisty directions on how to roll my dog's dick back in. So I was like, well, do I have to? And he was like, well, I mean, if you don't, it'll, like, dry up and get lesions and rot. And I was like, so yes, I have to. Don't act like that. I got options. Like, well, how do you feel about your dog's dick rotting off? I mean, if you're fine with coming home and finding your dog's rotten dick away from your dog, you do you. So I roll my dog's dick back in. I do it. And I was like, is there something I should use? And he was like, you could go buy, like, KY Jelly. And I was like, no, I can't. No, I can't, because I'm going to buy it, and they're going to know somehow. There's going to be a look on my face, and they're going to be like, this is for a dog's dick, isn't it? So I use olive oil, <laughs> and he... The worst part about it is my dog and I are tied for who hates it the most. He could not be less appreciative about this. If he were a human, he'd be like, thank you so much for rolling my dick back in. I cannot stress enough how much I appreciate this. But he is like this 15-pound chihuahua dachshund who's missing all these teeth and is blind in one eye. And I'm like, oh, I got to do this gross thing. And as soon as I start, he's like, yeah. <laughs> Like this crazed supervillain street mutt. Anyway, that's my dog's dick. Thanks, guys. Well, well done. Well, well done. God, I love, I love that set. <laughs> I hate that his dog's going through that. Love those jokes about it. Sorry, dog. One more time for Will and everybody you saw tonight. That was a great show. It was a great show. We are here every Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Maria Butcher. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Thanks, guys. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together.
This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <laughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.